All right, everybody, welcome back to our second episode of Flyover Country. Um, it's been a bit of a break, kind of got busy. We should get a lot more regular now. There should be episodes at least once a week. You can keep up with that on our Instagram. So today we got some good topics for everybody. This will basically be a news rundown episode. Uh, so here we go. Welcome. So I am your host, Joseph Shelton, joined by my co-hosts. All right. So first thing we're going to get into here is, I'm sure, movies that a lot of people have seen. They were the big talk a couple weeks ago, so we decided to let it wait. Talk to the first one so that everybody's listening will have probably seen them by now so barbie and oppenheimer i didn't see barbie um i know evan you said you did so do you want to just give us a rundown on basically what it was about yeah so what i found okay so it was really funny basically the premise of the plot was there's barbie land which is basically just reality but flipped so that women are in power whereas <laughs> you know historically speaking in reality men have been in power and so basically they were just showing like you know what a world might look like if women were in power and the kens were just like you know these like you know they're basically decorations or whatever and then barbie escapes goes to the real world sees uh you know how like imperfection is cool like because barbie land every day is perfect and whatever um ken learns what patriarchy is really likes that goes back uh, kind of instills it in barbie land and then when barbie returns to barbie land she's like dude why is there like why is my president serving this guy beer and why like are men and horses ruling the government and so then they kind of like time out. the middle. The Kens took over the government of Barbie Land. Yeah, well, they tried to, and then the Barbies played them by basically uh, making them jealous and envious of each other, as women might do. <laughs> there so, was this really funny scene where, like, each Ken had a Barbie, and they were all playing like the same song and guitar, like at them. And then the Barbies would all just like go on their phones and then sit by a different Ken, and then they'd all look at each other and be like jealous of each other i don't know it's kind of funny so i watched a video breakdown of this and correct me if i'm wrong here but there's much less kens than barbies right well there's more barbies that have speaking roles but when there's this big battle of the kens there's a ton of them okay probably they're probably they're in equal numbers but you just only see like three that have like dialogue so I guess my point is it took the Kens like about 30 seconds to just completely take over and establish a patriarchy. Yeah, it seemed like the girls there were cool with it. Okay, and then my next question, 
so like in the premise of the movie, there was an election, right? Like the Kens were having an election. Yeah, but that got railroaded. But yeah, yeah. Okay, why? They had already uh, taken over the government by force. Like they were like fascists, basically. Fascists don't have elections. Because this is a movie that's also supposed to be for children, and children aren't supposed to know about fascism. <laughs> They're supposed to think democracy is the way to go. And then, at the end of the movie, Barbie moved back to the real world. Yeah. Oh, There's so this... she liked So she liked the patriarchy. Well, no, she, probably not, but <laughs> she just liked... Um, she liked the imperfection of, like, the real world. Like, there's a bunch of scenes of her, like, while she's in the real world, like, just kind of being dumbfounded by, like, people expressing, like, real emotion about, like, things that, like, matter. Because in Barbie land, nothing matters. Everything's perfect, you know? Uh, and she was, like, I don't know. She was, like, oh, my God. Like, there's this guy crying and these other guys laughing. And then there's this guy walking his dog. And then this other girl's, like, you know, like, crying whatever you know yeah. i don't know but basically she chose to go back to the real world maybe had a crazy crazy thrilling ending in which yeah. she basically revealed that because she chose to be a person she now has a vagina so like the end of the movie was cool. her going to the gynecologist right? yeah yeah what the fuck? that's how they chose to end that just drop that bomb on you. <laughs> it funny. was a pretty good movie. It was, it was funny. Definitely worth it when it comes out, giving it a look, though. You know what I definitely found interesting, though, is so I, I only went to see Oppenheimer on the following weekend before I had to go out of town for a while, which is kind of what I thought is getting delayed slightly. Um, I went to see Sound of Freedom the next weekend, and I found this very interesting. Was that about, I would say, 80% of the ads leading up to the movie while in the theater was a Barbenheimer advertised commercial, which I thought was just like a meme, like a joke. But no, it was full-on Marcus Theaters putting that out as like advertisement for the Barbenheimer weekend. Wow. I I found that interesting. I mean, smart on their part. I wonder which movie did more. Barbie, Barbie sold did. more. Barbie did it? Did. Yeah. Yeah, but A Oppenheimer set records. It, it was like Bar- Oppenheimer grossed the most for any World War II movie, surpassing, like, what, Saving Private Ryan? And, Probably. Uh, whatever yeah. the other one is. I know they both, they both well over doubled their initial um, expected income from the movies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that pushed it to like fourth all time, right? So in, yeah, Barbie did 115. Barbie did 115 the first weekend. Oppenheimer did 80.5. So not that far off. You know, what's definitely intriguing though is do you think that if they came out separately that it would boost each other's numbers, or do you think that the whole like Barbenheimer crave kind of helped boost each other? I think the Barbenheimer like double feature boosted it because that way, like 
anyone that wanted to see Barbie, if it came out on its own, would have gone to see Barbie. Anyone that wanted to see Bob and or Oppenheimer came out on its own, they would have seen Oppenheimer. But because they came out the same day, and they like you know the meme culture like made this whole like double feature thing such a big deal. People that maybe weren't as interested in one saw it, you know, in addition to the one they wanted to see. I think it works perfectly for couples, right? Because at, oh, least yeah. as a, at least as a man, I find interest more in, like, historical fiction than I do, I guess, Barbie? whatever you would call Barbie. Yeah, like... Barbie? It seems like a very woman, yeah. woman-driven woman movie, right? So I think that's definitely a good compromise yeah. that, like, between couples, like, yeah, we go to, we're going to go see this one and this one. There's no, like, bickering over which one gets left out, you know? Yeah. So I think that worked out very good for both a, a male-driven and female-driven movie. Yeah. Right. So, Oppenheimer, we all saw, we haven't really we talked about it, but anyway, um, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was maybe Nolan's best? Bro. Possibly? You, got you didn't Inception. like it as much? I, mm, I think... I like Inception, but... You got the Batman. The Dark think, Knight is up there. Yeah. I believe it was his most well-directed movie, but uh, I like just in this terms of overall, overall movie, because you got to think, it's very hard to basically build build a story without any backbone on it, whereas this is just, you know, historic fiction. So there's not really a whole lot of, there's not as much time that has to go into the script. You know, it, it allows a lot more time for you to actually think about the cinematography and then like the actor you know, picking out the yeah. actors and everything. So I think that definitely helped him in terms of directing the movie. But no, I think there's a, a couple more, you know, a couple other films that just basically were built from nothing that I would say overall are better films than yeah. I would say Oppenheimer is. My main takeaway is Killian Murphy was phenomenal. Yeah. RDJ was, of course, phenomenal. Although, I'm not going to lie, dude, I would bet money that like Gosling wins best supporting role. Yeah, it's going to be close. It's going to be, be very just... close. I haven't seen it, so he I can't it. say he but... carried that movie. Yeah, like, I think was... it's RDJ was phenomenal in he this was, movie. Right. He was spectacular. Yeah, he was. What I found interesting I mean, it it, here's the thing too about RDJ um, Strauss, his character, um, he was in the movie, I would say, maybe, like, 20-15% of the time. Not a whole lot, right? Mm-hmm. But just the intrigue of his hate towards Killian Murphy kind of, like, made him the main character in every single scene he was in, even if Oppenheimer was in the right. scene with him. He was the main the- character in every scene that he was in. Right. The funny thing about that was, initially... At the beginning of the movie, it didn't seem like he hated him. Like, cause he, like yeah. he hired him and like he wanted to work with him, but then they were just so diametrically opposed on the idea of the nuclear bomb, the hydrogen bomb. That that was crazy to me. And I think like some of the criticisms of Oppenheimer were kind of justified. Like the way I really liked how this movie set up it didn't make it so like Oppenheimer is exclusively the good guy or Strauss is exclusively the bad guy, even though Oppenheimer was definitely the protagonist and Strauss was the antagonist. But 
you can definitely see like both of their perspectives, but also see how both of their perspectives are flawed, right? So like there was good and bad to each one, which I thought was really cool about it. Like they didn't make a good guy, a hero or a villain. They just made this is how it was. Like these were the facts on the ground. This is how it played out. And I thought that was really interesting. Another thing I found very interesting about the movie, because it's kind of like, you get to see it from multiple sides. And you, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to rewatch it when it comes out. Maybe go see it in theaters again, but I, you know, it's close enough. Probably just wait till it comes out. But I, I figured this out after the movie. That depending on if the scene is colored or black and white is who the narrator of the, of the scene is, right? Black and white yeah. being the historical concrete fiction where this is what happened based on books, based on novels, based on just you know text from people, whatever. Whereas the colored versions are more or less Oppenheimer's persuaded, you know, persuaded vision of how the story went. So I definitely think that's something that kind of adds an element to it if you go back and see it again. So you really know because Oppenheimer's going to have, you know, bias towards his story, right? That you gotta kind of walk on eggshells when you're looking at those scenes where, yeah, it, it's similar to what happened, but it's possible that it's not a hundred percent true on how the 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 story unfolds in a lot of the colored scenes. So I definitely, I'm I'm very excited for when both movies come out. Maybe have a Barmanheimer at home <laughs> day. A DIY Barmanheimer. Six hours. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere that dude, I did the Barbenheimer twice. That's nuts. That's insane. Yeah. So how much was that? How much was that? That was like probably fifty bucks, sixty bucks, depending on where you went. Uh probably like forty. The like theater by me has um really cheap tickets. Like they're like uh like eight dollars a piece. And the other theater I went to was in like Bumblefuck upstate New York. So that had pretty cheap tickets. We live in Bumblefuck and they weren't even that cheap. <laughs> yeah, I don't know That's why. Funny. Um Yeah, though, I was very impressed by Oppenheimer. The way it's just like I don't know, 'cause it's like historical, like kind of is it kind of a biopic. Like those are tough 'cause you don't get a lot of dramatic liberty. So I think that really like speaks to the story, not only like definitely the directing, Nolan's directing and the acting for sure by Killian Murphy and RDJ, but also just like speaks to the story itself and that it's like vastly complicated. And I think they portrayed that really well. Like they didn't fully get you on anybody's side. Like, yeah, I saw one review that said, Basically, Christopher Nolan essentially made everyone a villain. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Which kind is of. like, yeah, kind yeah. Of. Like I, as like when Oppenheimer gave up his kid, that to me was like, oh, so he's not the good guy. But then everything else he right. did was like, you know, for the good of it. But then at the end, it's like, well, except for oh, the fact maybe he was just going for ego. I think it was more like the scientific community and like their like socialistic altruistic um inclinations versus foreign policy what's reality like the reality was they needed to develop the hydrogen bomb 
that was the reality. But yeah. whether it was for ego or for like humanitarian, we can't do this, like kumbaya shit, whatever. Oppenheimer was like, no, don't do this. But also at the same time, dude, like you open this can of worms, you can't then be like, so I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. And I get why he felt the way he did. I also get why Strauss felt the way he did. And they were both extraordinarily driven by ego, which was clear throughout the film. Oh, yeah. I think literally the only good character in the movie was Rami Malek's character. Which one was he? He was like the nerdy little professor guy that tried to get uh, Oppenheimer to sign the thing when Oppenheimer was visiting D.C. And then Mm. was the guy to testify against Strauss. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He was the only guy that didn't seem driven by any sort of like greed or like. Yeah, that was more just like the scientific community was so much on Oppenheimer's side. And so then they were diametrically opposed to Strauss. So like it was more of a just like protecting their own kind of thing, I think. That's fair. I did. Well, actually, I guess Einstein might be the only good. Character. Well, yeah, he didn't really have it. Right. He didn't have a whole lot going on. He's just skipping rocks. <laughs> Dude, wait, you want to hear something funny, though? When I yeah. did, uh, when I did Barbenheimer with, like, uh, my second time, my one buddy, uh, he got, he has, like, weird hours because he works as a nurse. Mm-hmm. So he showed up to Oppenheimer pretty late. Um, and he got there, like, right during, like, the first Florence Pugh, uh, you know, yeah. like, tits out scene. So, the first Florence Pugh scene? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he <laughs> saw that scene, and then within five minutes afterwards, he fell asleep for the duration of the rest of the movie. Because he just got off like a 12-hour day of work. So he walked in, saw boobs, fell asleep. His entire impression of the movie is that it's porn. Which is crazy. No, no, no. yes. I know exactly where you're going with this, Joey. Is that I definitely think think that being a rated R movie hinders the amount of people that are going to come to it, right? Decreases it substantially. Because parents don't want their kids going to it, and some kids just, in general, can't go to see it without their parents anyway, even if the kids want to go see it. So if they could have eliminated the two boob scenes that added zero effect on the movie, because you could have cut it off, you know, shoulder height, anything. Literally shoulder anything. height, and you could Had still insinuate the fact that they're fucking. You could still insinuate yeah, you can imagine what's happening without the so without the extra eight inches of nipple, and yeah. that would have made them a substantial amount more mo- of more money if they well, would yeah, have just dude. cut that off. Because otherwise, the movie in general, I mean, there was cussing, but there's no. I don't graph- think they said they didn't. They say could have definitely eliminated like no violence fuck. at all. They no. definitely could have eliminated like fuck a couple times. Nothing. Yeah. Like, it was so unnecessary. So that's and just yeah. shooting themselves in the foot. That's I gotta all it be honest, is. this probably would have performed... Well, dude, it's just a fact that PG-13 performed better than rated R. Yeah. It's I, just a I, fact. I, why, I don't know why. I, I could not even begin to guess why Nolan felt that was necessary. 
The Dude, only I- thing I could imagine though is the one scene where. Oppenheimer's like getting interrogated, yeah. and then Florence Pugh's like riding him, staring at his wife. Like that's oh, kind that's... of a crazy scene. Yeah, that was like but... for the eyes of his like... of Kitty, right? When yeah. when he found out that he was having an affair, cheating. On but dude, wife. I said it in the theater. I was like, "This is unnecessary." Yeah, they could have like just kind of like insinuated that or something, like had her wear like a. You didn't even. You you don't even have to do that. You could have just shown the back, shown her on the back, and then it's fine. They could have shown Florence Pugh on Oppenheimer, and then shown Kitty's eyes looking at her. That would have honestly been more dramatic. That would have been. That's probably a better shot, anyway. That probably would look better. Could have done literally anything else. Literally anything. Why am I not a director, dude? The most unnecessary (laughs) thing. I think Nolan's just a horny bastard. Yeah. He might be. I mean, dude, you see, like, I feel like all the great directors are. Like, Tarantino, that man throws feet in every movie, like, obsessively. (laughs) Bro, the amount of Uma Thurman feet you see in Kill Bill is crazy. The first, like, five minutes, ten minutes of Kill Bill is just Uma Thurman's feet. Swear to God. It's ridiculous. Mm. I don't know. What are you gonna do? Anyway, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, 8.9. Yeah, I'd give it 9.1. I would go, I would go into the 9s. I would give I'd it a 9. 9. I'd give it a nine. Oh, nine, nine flat. Yep. I'd probably go with nine one. I feel like Actually, I just feel let's, like it was a tad long. Let's pause. Just quick little pause. Are you comparing it to other biopics or just overall in general True. this movie? Because compared to other biopics, that's a high nine. Overall, in general, it's probably a mid to high eight. I would say. So I would, I'm gonna yeah. cut it off in the middle and give it a nine. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Didn't mean to. No, you make a good point. Jump in. No, that's that's fair. I was leaning towards just in terms of all cinema because I don't really watch much historical content. Uh, but in terms of like every movie I've ever seen, like it was entertaining, but like. But again, like, I don't watch historical content just because I simply, like, am not super interested in history. So for me, it was, like, a great movie, like, cinematographically, and uh, the acting was great, and the score was incredible. Mm-hmm. But, like, Fantastic, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it could have been a little shorter, I think, but maybe not. I don't know. I, I will say this. This is what I told Joey as we were leaving the theater. As I think the whole first hour, hour 15, is basically just background before the story actually picks up on the, you know, the problem at hand. It's just introducing all the physicists, right? Introducing Strauss, who really isn't important until the last 40 minutes of the movie, right? Like, he serves, he serves zero purpose for the middle third of the movie. Well, right? Oppenheimer's uh, Communist Party ties... Yeah, which is really important to no, the context. That, that, that comes back. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think I think yeah, going into it, 
as long as you know a little bit of the background, the first hour of the movie is more or less just a little bit of information for people that are less informed on the, on yeah. the character. I would concur. So if I, I watch will... it again, I'm probably going to watch like the last two hours. I don't think I would watch the first hour again. So I've seen a decent amount. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. What? I can just look that up. Yeah. Just look it up. <laughs> I've seen a decent amount of, like, historical, like, war movies like this. The only one that I've seen that I would say comes close to this is, um... Glorious Bastards. No, um, Unbroken. And I think this was a better overall movie than Unbroken. Unbroken is just such a powerful story that that really carries it. But, like, this was better than, like, 1917, uh, Dunkirk. Um, twelve strong. Um, I'm trying to think of other world. Uh, it's better than Flags of Our Fathers. Like this was done really, really well. So, all right, do we want to move on? Yeah, I feel like we covered it pretty well. All right, so the next story, Layton, do you want to introduce this one? You found it. It's just, it's more or less funny than anything. <laughs> But, um, so in 2020, when Trump was still in office, supposedly, it, well, not supposedly, factually, a woman would, um, sent him homemade ricin in some threatening letters, not only to him, but also apparently to eight Texas state law enforcement officials. Um, her name is Haskett, it's a long name, I'm Pascal Ferrier, who is currently 55, so at the time she would have been still 50. Um, but she's a, a citizen of Canada and France, was at the time living in Canada, uh, pleaded guilty early this year for, you know, intentionally sending these rice in bags, which, in case you didn't know, that's very toxic, very lethal. Um, so essentially an assassination attempt at the president as well as other politicians. Um, so yeah, she has been sentenced for 22 years, 262 months in prison, in federal prison, will be followed by a lifetime of supervised release. And this is from the Justice Department. Um, this happened last Thursday. It's now coming out, but just wild that, at least for me, I didn't know that this was a big issue, but apparently, you know, there was a very very serious assassination attempt at our last president which let's be real that probably happens a decent amount right to whoever's president it's just very hard when you get close enough to actually go to prison for it uh, so just interesting that that's coming out now four years Did it say later. what she got charged with like was it attempted murder how many years was it 22 lines up uh, 22 years for attempted murder. Well, I can look it up. Range. This one's on US News, so it's not. I think you can get like up to 60. Is it's a class B felony, I believe. Huh. So just because you weren't successful, you get less time. Like, just because you didn't luck right. out and actually kill Donald Trump, you get less time? Like, no, it what? should be the intent is the main thing, not the result. Yeah. 
Well, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. The result is the main thing, but the intent is still... Well, because you can also get charged with attempted murder if you abort the attempt. Really? Oh, so, like, if you, like, call like, UPS if you have a gun. and you're like, yo, don't, sail that, don't, don't send that letter anymore. Right. Kind of thing. So, yeah, like, if you're found, if you're sure found with, like, down, but... if you're found with, like, a weapon around the president or something, like a, like a sidearm in a, pre- in a meeting with the president, which wouldn't that be, wouldn't like, life, though? In, but like... Or, like, wouldn't that even be, like, a greater sentence if, if you're just present with a gun around the president? It's a gun charge. It's a federal gun crime. Well, but it also depends, like, where are they? Like, if you're just, like, outside and the president's driving in the motorcade and you have a concealed carry, then not necessarily. I mean, like, obviously, if you break, go into a federal building with a weapon. I can definitely imagine that this chick would be a, you know, a potential killer. If you just see a picture of her, she looks a little spooky. I gotta find what it what the exact charge was though. So you can go on to the next thing if you just want to look that up. I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to find this. That is just strange though. Like I mean well, I guess it's not strange, but Oh, never mind. It was incorrect. It is a class A misdemeanor. So that can a carry misdemeanor a life. to attempt to kill the president Wait. is a misdemeanor. Wait a minute. Oh, no, 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 no. That can't result in 22 years, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm reading the wrong thing. Uh, Misdemeanor crimes against a financial institution. So if you attempt to get middle... Why would you lead me to that? Wisconsin state legislature statutes. That's (laughs) dumb. Why did it say that? Okay. That's felony murder. No. Just tell me. Okay. Class B felony. Well, she also what is Class A if you actually eight, killed him? Class A is... Well, it depends. Like, first degree murder is a... Second degree murder is also a Class A felony. And third is... I don't actually know. I should know this. Anyway, attempted murder is a Class B felony. From what I can see, it looks like she was charged with biological weapons prohibition. Or violating biological weapons. Well, yeah, it's also illegal so to even, possess so, Ryzen. So not that's even illegal char- to begin but, with. But she wasn't even charged with attempted murder. She was just charged with possession of biological weapons. She didn't Where even possess she- it once it was put in the letter. Like, at that point, it's a weapon, and it's been weaponized. So then what? she got a plea deal. She got a plea deal. Bruh. <laughs> well, who was the prosecutor? It does, was it, it charged in D.C.? Probably Canada. It probably. did say she pleaded guilty, so probably was a plea Yeah, deal. so it was Definitely a plea deal. deal. Which is kind of ridiculous, dude. Like, she well, said if anything, to if the anything, White House. If anything, you would think that attempted murder on the president would hold more volume than possession of biological weapons, right? Well, dude, how do you get so a twenty-two-year the... plea deal? That prosecutor's a bum. 
Yeah. He's well, if it's the DC he's, prosecutor, it's them. Yeah. What are you, what are you gonna? That do? doesn't shock me. Maybe maybe they're know. just trying to make good relations with Canada. That's possible. Trying to make good relations with Joe Biden. Byron. Joe oh, yeah. Byron. <laughs> but yeah, Dude, interesting. I saw I saw one podcast. Sorry, this is a bit of a tangent. But and this is the funniest take I've heard on Joe Biden. The guy basically said or no, it's a stand-up skit, actually. But uh, the guy basically said, this might be the first president that could be assassinated by a single punch. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Dude. if I got in Joe Biden's face and punched it, I think I could kill him. <laughs> and Dude. I'm not big. <laughs> well, yeah, that, first... goes, that goes for any high 70-year-old, any senior citizen, you could probably, you know, do some serious damage with a single punch. Dude, That's why yeah. there has to be a, a presidential max. There has to be. Dude, he's the first president that could be assassinated like by that, not yeah. chewing well enough. <laughs> first first assassination by a flight of stairs. Dude. Dude. <laughs> first assassination by leaving wires on the stage. <laughs> this guy oh, can't man. walk. What if he falls Yo. in the shower? Like he drowned, dude. He's drowned, dude. Dude, he's got to walk in. He's got to walk in. (laughs) Yeah, he's got to walk in bath. Yeah, no, he's got that like seat in there. Like, yeah, dude, where you open the door and yeah, yeah, walk in there. He's got to have that, dude. (laughs) So, so our last two presidents, our last two presidents, one has currently has dementia, and the last one. Supposedly had a problem shitting himself. No, that's both Biden. Okay, well, the last one did too. Did he? I know Biden yes. shit himself you in the can, Vatican. You, you can tell Biden shit himself in front of the Pope. <laughs> he did. That's a fact. He shit himself in front of the Pope. That's tough. You he can did. tell. That's a bad look. Because they, they showed video Trump of him. His diapers. You can they, tell. Oh, um, maybe just has that dumpy, dude. But either way, they showed a video of Biden. He's walking away from meeting the Pope, and like you can see it in his pants. And then they don't see him for fifteen minutes, and he comes back out wearing a different suit. Come on! <laughs> oh, jeez! He shit himself. Oh man! Yeah, presidential max maybe isn't a bad play, dude. This may be a hundred percent false, but I'm gonna rip it like it's true anyway. Joe <laughs> Biden has spent more days vacationing. Than doing his job. I know he spent a lot of vacation days. I don't know if it's more, but it's got to be close. Well, I know during the Afghanistan stuff, he was away, and it He's didn't seem on like vacation. he was. It didn't seem like he was in any rush to get back. I think the past two, like the past two presidents, like you know, Trump had. Like, you could make pros and cons for anyone in office. Like, everyone will do some good stuff. Everyone will do some bad stuff. But to elect someone with no political, like, experience is kind of crazy. You know? And, like, especially someone, like, Trump is old. Like, not as old as Biden and doesn't show his age as much. But he's old, too. Like, he is, he's, like, within 
like six years of age, if I'm right. I don't know. Um, it's very yeah. close. I think it's it might be even closer. It's like I think four years. Yeah. yeah. And then you elect Biden, who's a, like a husk of a human, like not even there, alive. Dude. Yeah, dude. Like, listen, I think Joe Biden's a pretty bad president overall. I think he would have been even, a bad I don't president. Think anyone would disagree. Eight with years that, ago, so. I think he would have been a bad president eight years ago, or when he was Obama's VP. But dude, at least he was cognizant. Like, at least he could function. Like, jeez, yeah. what are we even talking about? We're sending out this guy to talk to other world leaders, and he just falls asleep on stage. Oh, you know what was one of the topics that we wanted to talk about and then forgot yeah. that we wanted to talk about? The blind was, side? Uh, the, the coke in the office. Coke oh, we talked about that last podcast. Did we? Yeah, we did. Oh, shit. I think another one we wanted to talk about the blind was the blind side. side. Yeah. Did you see this? I don't know. Okay, so... Do you want to introduce a Leighton or I can? I I don't know names. All right, um, I know. Let me see his so, name. So, Michael Orr is this football player. He was the main guy in the blind side. Oh, wait, yeah, I know this. Actually. He was yeah. adopted by the Tui family. Um, now, he's suing the Tui family. He was adopted. He was homeless. They adopted him. He ended up going to Old Miss. And then was drafted by the Ravens. I think he had a seven or eight year career, made like thirty five million, revolutionized, um, maybe not revolutionized it, but brought like a big thing to like the left tackle position, and left tackles getting paid a lot of money. Anyway, now he's suing the Tui family because he says he hasn't gotten the amount of money that he deserves from the movie. The problem with that is. Um, AJ Tui, who is the son in the movie, talked about how much money that their family has directly gotten from the movie. And it's not a lot. Like, we're talking like $200,000 total, or like per person. So oh, it, it adds up to a decent amount of money. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much. Yeah. So basically, he's suing them for like $200,000 and saying that like he didn't get... And He's also saying that they tricked him by not, um, so they never officially adopted him, is what he says, and it was actually a conservatorship, which either way, it's not like they've taken money from him, and he benefited greatly by being in there. So, like, I don't know, like, I think it's really easy to not, and the Tuis are also quite wealthy, independently wealthy, because um, they owned, like, Taco Bell and KFC chains or something. I don't know if they owned the whole thing or if they just owned like restaurants. I'm not really sure. Either way, they're independently wealthy. So it's very easy to like look at the kid from the blind side and take his side over this independently wealthy white southern rich family. Um But I I don't know, like I think like if he's gonna be mad at somebody, like yes, it was his story. But it was also their story, too. Like, the mom was just as much of a main character. Uh, Leanne Tui was just as much of a main character in that movie, played by Sandra Bullock, I think, as he was. So, like, I, I don't really know. If, if they're going to be mad at somebody, they should be mad at the studio. But also, the studio doesn't know that the movie's going to be a big hit, right? So they agreed to what they agreed to beforehand. 
it kind of sounds like sour grapes to me, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's unfortunate for Michael Orr, but you have to look at it like this, right? He got screwed well before his adoption, right? By uh, by his parents? By his parents, right? So had, had he was... N- Hypothetically, he was never given the opportunity to play football like that. It would have been irrelevant anyway. So you have to give some sign of respect to the family for, to even give him the opportunity. Right. And, like, then he was claiming that he was only with them for a couple months, which the AJ Tui guy was like, well, that's just not true. Like, I have pictures from multiple Christmases. He's like, I don't even know why you would lie about that. <laughs> so, I don't... I don't know. It sounds screwy. So, what's a dicey one? But they were also saying, like, it's possible that he just blew all of his NFL money. Like, he made $34 million. Let's not pretend like that's a small chunk of change. And so people are, like, saying, like, he blew all his money, and now he's just trying to, like... But I would also feel like the better way, if you really had no money, maybe stay in good with your family that is very independently wealthy. Maybe. Staying good with them, and, and you also, they'd help you out. If the I, movie, I don't know, maybe I'm and crazy. I, I understand it's television, but if he's any sort of personality, like on the movie, no doubt he could find a job as an analyst or as any type of NFL informer person. Where, like, right. like if he really was that tight for cash, that he probably would have some in on, like reporting or on a or just do like commercials or something you, you could do anything right or coaching even maybe like, right know, coaching. Like an offensive line coach yeah. yeah something dude i'm sure like a college team like a smaller college team would definitely take you on to be an offensive line coach because he was like a really good nfl player yeah like, he was really good but he was a first rounder right like pretty high. yeah and he started for like seven eight years in the nfl he must have won the Super Bowl then, huh? He and... did, 2013. <laughs> Dude, pawn your ring. It's like a year's worth of salary. Facts. Yeah. Sell a car. Facts. Yeah. I don't know. That's pretty much all I got on that. Because I just, I don't know, like, and I guess right. we won't know, like, the, until the whole story's out. It just doesn't smell right. Yeah. Well, somebody's lying. Somebody's lying. Okay. That's the case with most things, honestly. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Because somebody says one thing and then another person says the opposite. You can't both be telling the truth. Okay. So, yeah. So for our next, uh, you guys want to get into some heavy hitting subjects? <laughs> yeah. Heavy hitting. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Good yeah. pun. Like that. Heavy hitting, so who, who do you guys want to... We got a lot, actually. Uh, All right, so Bobby Altoff, heavy hitting... No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even see that one. I didn't even see her. Unless you want to talk about her, we could do either one. Uh, All right. I mean, it's interesting kind of to touch on. Yeah, we could do... Evan, do you want to do a quick rundown of it? Yeah, from what I've gathered, 
Um, Bobby Altoff and Dave Portnoy have beef, which has since kind of boiled down. But <laughs> what world are we living in? I don't know. Why, Bobby, what are we Bobby, talking about? Why is Bobby Altoff a big enough problem for Dave Portnoy to well, go out of his way to have beef? <laughs> And make it public news that he has yeah, beef. I never even heard of Bobby Altoff until like two weeks ago, and she was interviewing yeah. Drake all of that's a sudden. I, like that's what I heard. Yeah, her and Drake yeah. were just laying in a bed, which is wild. And she's but like, yeah. "Well, how long have you hated your family?" Not that, but she just asked the weirdest. Well, she was like, yeah. she's saying how like, don't you feel bad that you're never around your son or something stupid? She said something. Meanwhile, she was like missing her son's birthday to interview yes. Drake, she's a son? which is crazy. Yeah, she's yeah. two kids. How old is but, she? Uh, can't be very old. Maybe mid twenties, probably, or maybe close yeah, to thirty. All right, she doesn't look very old. She's right. actually married to um, a guy who's like a computer science guy, and he wrote like one of the uh, like most popular like books on learning one of. The languages. I think it was Java. She's twenty six. Uh, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. But um, like I've read her husband's book. I'm well, yeah. Well, her husband science. kind of the center, kind of the focal point of this. Yeah. Beef. So if you want to. Yeah. So basically, what happened is Drake has been on tour, and then I guess she went to one of his shows or whatever, and then after the show, like. Her and Drake unfollowed each other, I guess. And in one of Dave's, uh, Dave Portnoy's latest BFF podcasts or whatever, I think he was just theorizing. Like, he just asked, like, do you think they, like, hooked up? Like, what could have happened, you know? And uh, oh, Bobby also took down off of YouTube the podcast of Drake, which... Oh. You know, it's pretty serious yeah. because that's probably the only reason she has like any following notoriety or anything, yeah. Well she also interviewed like Lil Uzi and shit like that. Well not not Uzi, but Yachty. Oh. But Yachty oh. and Tyga, but both of those came from Drake. Oh like, really? Yeah, because both of those guys are like friends with Drake and Drake just kinda of put her on. Um but yeah, so she like uh took down the Drake one and then like I think Dave on his port on his podcast was just asking like you think they hooked up but then his editors edited it in a way where it looked like Dave was like Bobby and Drake hooked up I have DMs to prove it but like he didn't have DMs to prove it he just merely DM'd Bobby asking if they did and Bobby was like no but they didn't show the DMs, and the editors basically made Dave kind of look like a jackass because he was then claiming that they hooked up. And then the husband got mad, published some shit, and then it all spewed up. And, you know, I don't know. Dave, I think it kind of boiled down, though, because Dave was just, like basically just blamed his editors. They're like, why would you make me look like an asshole? Yeah. Right. Just a lot of blatant gaslighting trying to get headlines is what it sounds Fast. like. Yeah, that's th that's what I'm getting. That getting sucks for her, though, because 
you know, that makes it pretty scary going forward for her if she wants to have any other podcast interviews with any other high-end celebrities, right? Because I think overall, people think of Drake as like a pretty decent guy, you know, pretty kind-hearted guy. You never really see him being the bad guy, right? Yeah. And Drake, Drake is like some goofy Canadian. Yeah. And so if and so if it kind of looks like if that didn't fully work out, I feel like going forward it's going to be hard for her to start up again. At least not at least yeah. short term it's going to be hard to start up with any other big names. Like Tyga, Tyga and Lil Yachty, right? Big names in the rap world. But Drake is like a top 30, 40 most famous person in the world, right? Well, yeah. My question is, do they actually have beef, or did they just want to, like, shut down the rumors? But I also feel like unfollowing each other, That's like, the yeah. rumors that they hooked up, but I feel like unfollowing each other isn't a great way to do that. But also, how psycho are people? Just, like, watching to see who's following who. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've never understood. Especially, like, TikTok culture. Like, I've watched a few clips from the BFF pod because, you know, I think I can speak for all of us, but I'm a pretty big fan of Barstool and Dave mm-hmm. Portnoy. I find them to be very funny. But I've watched a few clips from their show, and, like, I think that show they just talk about, like, mainly, like, TikToker drama and, like, influencer drama and stuff like that. And half of the shit they're talking about is, like, Oh, fucking Bryce Hall unfollowed. I don't yeah, know, so Ray. Like it's all DM screenshots and fucking yeah, yeah. It's so. Did you say where Dave Portnoy came into all of this? Yeah. So basically, like in his episode of the pod, he like theorized that they hooked up, but they edited it to make it look like he said that they did hook up and he had DMs to prove. Right, and he said no, but. He said he didn't think that they hooked up, but the clip that Barstool put out, so he yelled at his producer, because the clip that they put out made it seem like he said they did hook up, because they bleeped it out. They bleeped out him saying, I don't think they did. So they bleeped that. Like, what? Just trying to get clicks, man. Yeah. So he got mad about that. They don't even need clicks, dude. They they don't, like, they do not need... It's like, I don't think there's that real beef between Bobby Altoff and Dave. I think that was just stupid. Yeah, I think it kind of boiled down. Like, I think Bobby's probably, like, butthurt and upset about this whole thing. Understandably. But. Yeah, she's, like, married. Yeah, like, that's kind of tough. <laughs> and, like, a, a big brand, like, insinuating that you cheated on your husband. Yeah, that's not great. It's not no. great for the, the, your household. But then, you yeah. have to, like. You have two, like, I don't even know what you the toddlers, I think. Sure. Young like, children. Yeah, like a young family to get that kind of press. It's like, ah, that's not great. That's not great. There isn't really been right. much coming out from her end, though, right? Like, she's just kind of riding with it, and whatever happens, happens. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, plant, I, anyway. It just sounds like the Matrix is trying to start more crap and get more headlines <laughs> and get more clicks. Dude, she's an industry oh, yeah. plant anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I hope she hears this. Should make this a clip. Like a super viral. Dude. Flyover <laughs> Country has giant beef with Bobby Alt. <laughs> Dude, that, if, that's how, if that's how we break the internet. 
Block it. <laughs> Bobby Altoff and Flyover Country Beef? <laughs> What's next? That would be the greatest, uh... I'll get the fire. I'll get the fire going. I think she hooked up with Drake. Oh shit! I'll get it going. I think you, she did do it. Do you have DMs? Do you have DMs Dude, to I prove have, it? So I got the DMs with Bobby. <laughs> I'm gonna DM her right now. Did you hook up with Drake? I'm becoming influencer Joseph <laughs> Shelton reveals the truth behind the Bobby. I'm, I'm DMing her right now. <laughs> did you hook up with Drake? <laughs> DM Drake too. Get his side. Oh, what if I make a group chat? (laughs) Finally, we can get to the bottom of this. Hear from Uh, both sides. Yeah, I'm going to do a group (laughs) chat. Hey, did you guys hook up? (laughs) Dude, uh, thank God a a journalist with integrity. Getting both sides of the beef. Wait, does she even have a Twitter? It's me. Alright, while well, Jamie's doing that... Dude, I can't find it. Uh, I think one other thing that happened recently, kind of related to the influencer space, is uh, the Jake Paul-Nate Diaz fight. Oh, I found uh, it. Did any of you watch... Uh, Watch the Jake Paul Nate Diaz fight. No. I watched. I watched the the remake. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's just the same story with Jake Paul every single time. Is you can tell that who he's picking out right for his opponents. He's picking out. Old you either have to be. Prime. You either have to be right past your prime. You have to be overweight, or you have to be in a completely different sport. Is mainly who he's picking. The only one who doesn't fit any of those criteria is handing him his ass, right? The actual yeah. box the actual boxer in the prime of his career beat him. Yep. Otherwise he's undefeated against non current boxers. So I mean it is what it is. I will say Nate Diaz being what is he, probably forty? Probably, yeah. Maybe even maybe even over that. He's getting there. That range, yeah. Um, but being that he's been out of, he's thirty eight, but I, I think he definitely. I mean, combat sports puts a toll on your body, right? That realistically, he has the body of like a mid forty year old. That I think he did okay, especially being that that's not his sport. Yeah, he's he was in combat sports, but it's a different. It's like it's like going from football, American football, to rugby, right? Like, it's a similar concept, yeah. but a lot of different rules, a lot of different angles, techniques, etc. So I think he did okay. Um, good for both of them, though, that, you know, it's definitely a big payday for both of them. Especially Nate Diaz. He's been out a little bit longer. It's a little less relevant currently that I don't think he minds the L as long as he's getting his checks, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. No, I thought... Um... I like I have a decent amount of like respect for Jake Paul, like not as a person so much, but as a um like a marketing person, like or whatever. Because 
what him and I think Logan have done, which I think is really smart, is like the internet is kind of weaponized against them, and they've basically been like, "All right, cool, let's make money off of that. Let's get a bunch of people that you know viewers might think can knock us out to attempt to knock us out." Because, like, everyone wants to see them get knocked out. Like, the only reason those fights get viewership, they're not great fights. Neither of them are great boxers or whatever. You know, neither of them are, like, going to be able to compete with... What was that most recent, like, actual... Uh, something Spencer. Like, the uh, actual Garcia, boxer. Garcia. Garcia. Uh, Nate Davis versus uh, Nate Garcia. Davis. Yeah. Like, that was a good fight. Neither Paul brother, probably both of them, if they were in the ring at the same time, could have, like, put a fucking feather to them. Like, it wouldn't have worked. They're not great at it. But the only reason those fights get views is because people want to see them get fucked. Oh, Joey has sent the DM. The DM is sent. Let's go. Hopefully you hear back soon. <laughs> Wait. No, it failed to send. Oh, maybe they blocked they each blocked other. Like... Yeah, no, they blocked <laughs> you. They blocked you already. Dude, they're trying to stop us. They're trying dude. to shut us down. Dude, that's Bobby like... Altoff dude. blocked flyover country. <laughs> oh, no, I sent a... <laughs> that's, our, that's our next post. No, dude, it's like... That's like the fact checkers. That's what that is. That they just blocked us. It. That just confirmed it. Wow. This is... This is... I cannot believe they would block our podcast like that. I can't believe they would do it. But, uh, Loke and Paul and Jake, I mean, the Pauls just in general, they, and I don't know if they're actually bad guys, or if they're just playing the role. I mean, they are playing they're the bad. role, but I don't know if that's, like, like, true to their heart. They are dickheads, you know, or if I, they're just doing it for viewership yeah, and money. I, I promise you, dude, Logan Paul, at least, is actually a dickhead. Like, if you've seen, because I, like, am pretty, uh, like, I, I studied computer science, I work in computer science, like, I, I like to keep up on what's going on, and every once in a while I kind of, like, you know, check in on what's going on with crypto, I don't really have a lot of faith in it, but, like, the, you know, it's interesting to some degree. Logan Paul's crypto bullshit has fucked over so many people. Like, it's just blatant scam after blatant scam repeatedly. And apparently Prime's, like, a scam, too, because I think they lied about some nutrition fact or something. I saw some headline today. I didn't read it. But, like, he's just, like, I, like, I think he just is not a great person. Boils down to that. Dude, all I know is I'm low-key, like, I'm not going to say hopping on the Jake Paul bandwagon, but I'm not. Like, I used to just hate the guy. I used to be a Jake Paul hater. Now I just don't really care. Like, I, from what I see from him, he's just, I think he's just doing it to get his bread up, get clout, even though, and you got to look at it, like, a lot of the hate towards him, I think, comes from other haters and not so much from Jake Paul. Like, he used to do really stupid stuff, like, three four years ago right like he really hasn't done anything stupid i would say in quite a while 
it's just more or less that he's staying relevant and people can't stand that and so they put out a lot of stuff on him. Yeah. You know what I'm starting to get at from him. Like, and you gotta think, like, a lot of people are mad because he chose Nate Diaz past his prime, whatever. I I would... I would so chose a to... UFC fighter, to be honest. This isn't, like, that serious. Like, he's not that serious about fighting. Right. Right. And he... I don't think he claims to... To be able to run it with any of the other guys. Otherwise, he's confident enough he probably would say something. Or get in a fight. fight Bryce Hall. <laughs> but he's an actual fighter. He doesn't want to do that. I am a he, fighter. He is I've always claimed fighter. to be a fighter. That fight was so stupid. That I was just bad. saw that clip. No, I didn't that see was anything bad. else from that. That was really bad. That was like high school cafeteria fight. Yeah, that looked like locker boxing, Loki. <laughs> yeah. Like it was yeah. gross. Like, All right, any, cool, any, dude. Yeah, like, I, we've already talked. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anything else to add? All right, moving on. Um, I think we're gonna yeah, save no. this one for last because I think it's the most intriguing. So I think you guys want to talk about Bradley okay. Martin just being a fucking retard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> Okay, so Bradley Martin, right? Notorious. Uh, well, yeah, I would I would argue. So started up as a as a bodybuilder, you know, um, content creator, right? I think slowly transitioned into just YouTube content and podcasting, especially coming up with like Nelk. What what was Nelk's uh, podcast? Uh, Full send. Full send podcast, right? That's kind of where you start to blow up. it sucks. So, so Bradley Martin, right, big guy, lift a lot of weights, is kind of popping out right now on just the fact that he's he's talking to legitimate career fighters, right? That's their skill that they're the best in the world at, about possibly beating them in a fight, which is just insane because it's something that like you you couldn't go up to anybody that you would argue is top one percent in the world and tell them with a straight face that you can beat them at that and he's doing that seemingly without any effort because he's very strong but people don't realize strength is like maybe maybe a fifth twenty percent of what goes into actually being a good you know martial artist fighter Dude, also the way he asked the questions is the dumbest thing ever. He's like, he's like laughing and he's like, uh, so oh. dude, do you think I could beat you in a street fight? Or who do you think would win in a street fight? And then the guy, the fighters are like, yeah. me. And he's like, what? Really? I'm like way bigger than you. How much do you weigh, dude? Like 140? Dude, yeah. that's like a grown man. He weighs like yeah. 180. Like, Dude, he he's kind of acting like that one kid in high school that maybe like hit puberty a bit before everyone else and like you know got big and then like you know in in his like you know slightly bigger than everyone else stature I mean Bradley Martin is fucking huge but you He's know probably on roids too right yeah i mean it's not yes, unlikely no. Yes, yeah. He's never done, like, I have never seen any com- 
content from him that mentions diet at all. So that to me is an indication that perhaps he is taking some enhancive things, which requires him to not eat the way he should, you know? I outwork my diet, bro. Ugh, dude, he intermittent fasts. No way you're that big if you intermittent fast. Fat chance. He says that? Yeah, apparently he doesn't eat until noon every day. No, if you're going to weigh 260 and be able to bench four plates for, like, reps and whatever, and, like, have those fucking side delts that, like, you can't fit through a door, nah, you don't intermittent fast. You gotta be eating, like, 6,000 calories a day. Nah, yeah, you you can't. You need the eggs in the morning. You need the eggs in the morning. He's lying. What an idiot. Just goofy. Just goofy. But no, I like that um, Jake Paul basically told him that he'd schedule a fight if he was down for it, right? I think he said he'd give him, what was it, seven figures to do the fight, right? Dude, so, they can't yeah. even fight, though, realistically. Like, nobody would sanction no, I don't. I don't think it was for Jake Paul, though. It was Jake Paul was setting it up, mm. but it was Bradley Martin versus, like, an actual fighter. Like someone that was on the podcast with him that he that he told would he said would beat him up in a fight. Problem and, is, like you can't sanction a fight like that a lot because he's gonna be way bigger than like it's like I guess they could just go spar, but I don't yeah, know who would sanction just, that fight. That's what a lot well, of argument is though, is that like yeah. there's weight classes in actual fights. It's a street right? fight. The thing is, I think bare minimum, you have to be a fighter before weight class even becomes relevant. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. Like, against another fighter. Right. That's when it actually is important. Yeah. And I've seen the clips, too, and Bradley Martin's basic, like, his justification for it is like, oh, I've been in fights. I grew up rough. He goes, if I get my hands on you. If I get yeah. my hands on you, you're probably going to hit me. But if I get my hands on you, dude, first of all, you're not going to touch wrestling Nate Diaz. Bro. You're also not going to touch him. You're not going to touch him. He's going to <laughs> cut your legs out from under you with yeah. the nastiest leg kicks you've ever seen. I think I think Bradley Martin gets thrown in a guillotine within, I'll be generous, like 40 seconds. Bradley's an idiot. Yeah. He's an idiot. No, that's, that's and here's the thing that most people don't realize as well, right? Do you do you know why there's multiple ways to win in MMA? It's because there's different ways to hurt people, right? There's initial pain, there's extensive pain, there's reactive pain, and I don't think that. Let's just say, for example, Bradley Martin has been in fight and been in a fight and been punched in the face before, right? It definitely wasn't as hard as an actual fighter would hit. But also, people weren't going for leg kicks, right? People weren't going for chokeholds, rear naked chokes on you, right? People weren't straight up crushing the crown of your head, right? So that's just, like, extreme pain that majority of people can't withstand, which is why it's very, very hard to be a fighter. Or one of the many reasons. He's an idiot. Yeah, not to mention, dude, like, in a street fight, like, you know, I, I've I've gotten into a tussle or two. Everyone swings for the head. So, like, yeah, what you were saying, like, no one goes for the legs. 
But also, no one goes for the abdominal. Like, yep. Like, yep. If, if Bradley throws a wild hook, bro, his spleen could rupture. <laughs> like, someone yep. will just smash him in the side of his stomach, and then hospital. <laughs> like, yes. Come on. Yeah. Yep. Goofy, <laughs> goofy. That's just the the big dumb brute. <laughs> Alright, do we want to save the football stuff for next week? Because then we can get more into football. Sure. Yeah. That'll be after the preseason then. Or yeah. Only one, it'll be like the last week of preseason. Right. And we'll do somewhat of a pre-football uh, Let's do preview. a mock draft next week, dude. Yeah, let's, we, let's we might do it. Yeah, we could release also a separate episode for that. We could, we'll Ooh, figure it out. The bonus. The bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the... Okay, so should we do Musk and then Dave and then, or do we want to? Do, let's do sure. Dave first. All right, so Dave Portnoy bought back Barstool. This is kind of a big deal because he sold it like three or four years ago for like five hundred forty or six hundred million or something like that. He bought it back for one dollar. Yeah. What Dumb. an investment. Dumb. I mean, to be fair. No way he could have seen it coming. Uh, Penn Gaming. I don't know if they got bought out or they just made a massive deal, but they, they made a deal with, with ESPN. Yo, yeah, Disney, ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, basically, because ESPN is now a Disney brand, Disney's like, I don't want to be tied to Barstool because, uh, you know, we put out shit like Snow White. We don't well, put out shit like Dave Portnoy. You can't no. put out shit like Smitty and Mincy Smitty. <laughs> and Wake Up Mincy. Did you see that? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I have. He got fired because he was doing he was doing a live morning show, and the third, literally the third episode, he was rapping a song and he said the N word. So it took what? three episodes, and so they had to fire him. But now they hired him back. Three wow. episodes. No direction. None. Zero direction. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so anyway, good for Dave. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah. And then our last topic for this week. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are going to fight. Man, dude, everybody just wants to fight, dude. This is getting ridiculous. But reportedly... This isn't confirmed, but reportedly they're going to be fighting in the Coliseum. Which, come on. That's kind of cool. That's so cool. That's awesome. But the Coliseum in Rome, let's clarify, not the one in LA. The one that's falling apart. The actual Coliseum. The one that's. If if there's an audience there, is it likely that that building will fall down? Probably. Like the old rock, yeah. the shaking, the noise, just the amount of people that will be there. And don't get me wrong, it's like a tourist destination now. So I'm but pretty it'd be sure there's people so, there. I, I'm, so I'm convinced that that place un- will fall over. Dude, if they show the Coliseum just rocking, dude, that'd be so cool. Couple of subbies in the Coliseum, subwoofers just banging. Come on, dude. Ah. My issue with that, though, is it's like, 
Okay, cool. You have enough, like, fame and money to fight in the Coliseum, but let's be real, that fight is not <laughs> worth going in the Coliseum. Yes. Yes, it is, bro. It's gonna be so bad. It's gonna be Slap so fight. bad. Are you kidding? Bro, I don't even know I was... what they would do. If I was the nation of Italy, I would never allow that to happen, because I'm like, <laughs> dude, there are, like, gladiators who, like, would bite the throats out of other people. Like, they would fight to the death in this coliseum. And they, now they would, we got a couple billionaires slap fighting like Joey over there. He's probably got better form than they will. Probably. Elon, he's built like a limp potato. Zuckerberg hasn't looked like he's looked at a screen for four years He looks years like an straight. incel. He looks like an yeah, incel. He's a fucking robotic snake. It's gonna be the worst. But but fuck. have you guys uh, heard the theory I'm that excited. Like, Mark Zuckerberg's a skinwalker though, and he's gonna come oh, out really? for the fight and like fucking rip Elon in half? Yeah, it's like <laughs> that's like a thing. So I'm Elon Musk sure. might be an alien, so maybe he's super strong, <laughs> and we don't even know. <laughs> These might be the two most like least real humans ever. Like that lady that yelled at that guy. He isn't real. Oh, the airline lady? Yeah, did you see that? <laughs> yeah. It was so dumb. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing. Yeah, no, these that two... That guy right there isn't those... real. What, like, what was she even saying? What she said she the guy wasn't that? real. Yeah, I know, but, I have like, no what, idea. Would ca- what was her, like, Judy rationale? Dude, he wasn't real. <laughs> Fuck, okay, I guess Dude, he was did you see the video? He doesn't look real. I guess not. Dude, what what would your reaction be to if somebody says you're not real? You'd be like, what? Like, yeah, I'm real. But this guy just sits there and just is like, like, like he wasn't real. Maybe, maybe that guy was an NPC. No, NPC. Yeah, they, sp- they spawn at airports. That's the. Dude, that's he wasn't thing. real. Oh, they spawn at airports, dude. And that I'm going to say something. And the DMV. They spawn at the yeah. DMV and at the airport. This is my second thing that I have no idea if it's correct or not, but I'm going to say it. It was at Denver Airport. Dude, it's an oh. alien. It's not even an NPC. It's an alien. They probably couldn't it's understand them. Dude, he wasn't the, oh, It's the alien that broke minute. out. Yeah, wait. There was. Didn't the government confirm aliens? Dude, the government... Yeah, no. That's a load of crap. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you that for free. That is a load of crap. What they do is they say there's aliens so that you don't know that the military tech they have is actually way better than they what they want to release. That's a load of crap. There are no aliens. The government lies. They've been lying to you that the Earth is round. They've been lying to you that Fuck. they went to the moon. Fuck! Aliens are not... No, that's a load of crap. I'll tell Dude. you that right now. All I'm saying is... How many people do you know flying from Appleton to Chicago at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday? There's Nobody. no way. There's no way that they're selling fucking plane tickets to all this random stuff. It's NPCs. It has NPCs, to they got to relocate, though. They're just moving them around. They're migrating. <laughs> Why, though? I don't know. They're just trying, gotta maybe it's like they're trying to listen. They're it's trying, like secret invasion. They're trying the, the to scrolls. listen. What if Elon Musk is a scroll? 
Wait, Fly a... over country confirms Elon Musk is a scroll. Why would you, but like? Why would you pick that body? But like, because it's not in sight. Inconspicuous. It's very conspicuous. Have you ever seen Elon Musk? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't look normal. <laughs> the most conspicuous. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that in order for him to be in a human body, he would have had to found the, find the original human body. So it's not like... So there's somebody that... So even if that's a scroll Elon Musk, that's still what normal Elon Musk looks like. Dude, so honestly, like, bro, have you guys seen that one picture of him like on the yacht? Yes, yeah. I was just, I was just thinking of that. Dude, that's a tough hot. look. He looks hot low as key. fuck. <laughs> to each their own, but <laughs> like, dude, low key in that picture, he looks like something could have crawled in. It. <laughs> like, like he had enough mass there where it looks like there could be some organism in there, like, playing with the buttons. the thing is, it's not even like he has, like, a fat gut. No. And his chest is just the weirdest shape ever. Yeah, dude. He's got, like, a barrel chest, and then, like, a dad bod gut, and then, like, narrow shoulders. And then... It's the weirdest shape. He is the whitest person who's ever been very white wow i thought i was pale and and he's african he is that that is a fact he's south african that's true like these guys that my issue with that fight dude like neither of these guys have touched grass in years like it's gonna be so bad hey i I don't know do you guys do you guys see yourself paying for that fight Oh, yes, that's that. what we're yes. talking about. Yeah, yes. I do. Paying for it? Yes. yes. I'd consider the notion of streaming it illegally. I would never pay for that bullshit. You're going to go to federal prison. Bro, federal you catch me effing if they prison. Do you think Elon wants to sponsor this podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What I meant to say was Elon oh, is built like a Greek guy. The podcast or random, yeah. random out of pocket. The tapes? podcast. Wow, we need to start blowing right. this up on All right. TikTok. All mm. right, while we got it in, we have to know: Are you going Team Skinwalker or Team Aliens? Before we get too off topic, I'm going. True. I'm I'm in I'm in for the Skinwalker. I think I've, I think Suck's want... got some martial arts. He's gonna, voodoo. He's gonna pull out. I just want Elon to win. Oh, so do I. I want, I want Elon to win, because I despise Mark Zuckerberg. He is, and I, think if, is a I think if you put anyone else in the ring, they'd win against Zuckerberg, but I don't have any faith in Elon. I think Z- I'm going to Team Skinwalker. Zuck is a cuck. Like, if you put me in the ring, Zuckerberg, yeah, that, like, he's not, he's he's not getting, seeing he's the second round. Up. He's getting wrapped he ain't up. seen the second round. Dude. He's getting bottled up real quick. Yeah, he ain't seen the second round, bro. I'm, I got rage, bro. I hate that man. He ain't sponsoring this podcast. Elon King. Uh, uh we okay. Okay, if Zuckerberg wants to, <laughs> if Zuckerberg wants to, then 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 I take that back. <laughs> we love you, Zuck. But you're and a cuck. Elon. And everyone else who has money. Yes. Meta, meta flyover country. We will be a part of meta. 
All right. Good episode. Um, this will be released, well, tomorrow, so Thursday, Friday. Um, and then we'll try to get into a regular-ish schedule for when this gets released, but no promises. So just keep an eye out on the Instagram for when episodes are released. And subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple, Flyover Country Podcast. And also follow us on Instagram at, hold on, at, I'm getting it, I'm getting it, Flyover Country underscore pod. So follow us there, and we will uh, see you next week.